This is the World in Brief from The Economist. Our top stories. Ukraine said that Russia was unsuccessfully trying to advance on several towns in the Donetsk region of eastern Ukraine. It reported heavy shelling and, quote, fierce fighting in the region, which has been a key focus of Russia's invasion. Shelling was also reported in the Kherson region, where Ukraine is attempting a counteroffensive. Kenya's election commission said that William Ruto, Kenya's deputy president, won the country's presidential election, but four of the country's electoral commissioners said they could not endorse the result. The team of Raila Odinga, the opposition candidate endorsed by Uhuru Kenyatta, the outgoing president, also cast doubts on the results, which they said could not be verified. China unexpectedly reduced two signal interest rates as policymakers try to inject oomph into an economy weighed down by the country's strict zero-COVID policy. The medium-term lending rate was lowered by a tenth of a percentage point to 2.75 percent, its first cut since January. At the same time, China's Statistics Bureau disclosed disappointing new data. The rates of retail sales growth and industrial production both slowed in July year-on-year. Meanwhile, Japan grew by an annualized 2.2% in the past quarter as it slightly relaxed its COVID restrictions. The French army left Mali, ending a nine-year mission to support the African government against insurgents. France's relationship with Mali has been strained since August 2020 when a junta took power. Jihadist violence in the Sahel has surged in recent years. Around 2,500 French personnel will remain in the region, mainly to provide air support. China's army said it had organized military drills in the sea and airspace around Taiwan in response to a group of American politicians visiting the island. The members of Congress are visiting Taiwan two weeks after a trip by Nancy Pelosi. The Speaker of their House of Representatives caused a diplomatic rumpus between America, China, and Taiwan. Ed Markey, the Democrat leading the five-person delegation, said he wanted to encourage, quote, peace across the Taiwan Strait. Iran's foreign ministry said that Salman Rushdie and his supporters were solely to blame for the attack on Mr. Rushdie in New York on Friday. A spokesman said that, quote, no one has the right to accuse Iran of responsibility. In 1989, Iran issued a fatwa calling on Muslims to kill the novelist. Hadi Matar, the 24-year-old accused of attempted murder, pled not guilty on Saturday. Britain approved a COVID-19 vaccine designed to target the Omicron variant, becoming the first country to do so. The, quote, spike-vax bivalent original-slash-Omicron vaccine made by Moderna will likely be used in booster campaigns this autumn. And fact of the day, 75%. The increase in extreme rainfall events over India's central belt between 1950 and 2015. And now, here's a deeper look at the day ahead. Kenya's new president, for now, is William Ruto. In a country with a troubled voting history, Kenya's presidential election had seemed to be going well. No previous count had seemed so transparent, with results forms posted online for all to scrutinize. 
But as it became apparent that William Ruto, the deputy president, would be declared the winner, chaos erupted. With a declaration imminent on Monday, aides to Ryla Odinga, Mr. Ruto's challenger, announced that the Electoral Commission had been compromised. The Electoral Commission itself then split. Four of its seven members questioned the results, giving neither explanation nor evidence. When the commission's chairman, Wafula Chebukadi, attempted to declare Mr. Ruto's victory, he was attacked by Odinga loyalists. Mr. Chebukadi eventually succeeded in declaring that Mr. Ruto had won 50.5% of the votes, but Mr. Odinga, who is supported by the departing president, Uhuru Kenyatta, is certain to appeal. Trump's power is tested in the West. Two primary elections on Tuesday will offer tests of Donald Trump's hold over the Republican Party. The more consequential of the two is in Wyoming, where Liz Cheney will fight to keep the Republican nomination for the state's seat in the House of Representatives. Ms. Cheney has been the loudest Republican critic of Mr. Trump since his supporters invaded the Capitol last year. That has annoyed Ms. Cheney's party. In one recent survey, only 28% of likely Republican voters said they would back her. Harriet Hageman, a lawyer endorsed by Mr. Trump, looks set to head to Washington instead. In deep red Wyoming, the winner of the Republican primary is almost guaranteed to win the general election in November. In Alaska, meanwhile, Sarah Palin will attempt to come back. The Trump-endorsed former governor and vice presidential candidate is chasing the state's lone House seat. Ms. Hageman and Ms. Palin may be on the ballots, but it is Mr. Trump's enduring influence that will be on observers' minds. Walmart's Dicey Earnings The pandemic wrought havoc on American retailers' schedules. Supply chain logjams caused shortages and delays. Demand and prices soared. Now shops have the opposite problem. Many stockpiled more inventory than consumers, cautious of spending as inflation eats into their wages, want. So retailers are posting heavy discounts in order to flog their goods. Walmart will reveal how badly the trend has affected its bottom line when it reports second-quarter earnings on Tuesday. Customers have had little choice but to put up with rising food prices, which will have boosted Walmart's huge grocery business, but sales of less essential, higher-margin products, such as clothing, have slowed. The company has already warned investors to expect an 8-9% drop in earnings, nor is it the only retailer investors are eyeing. Target, which has experienced many of the same problems, reports earnings on Wednesday. Brazil's presidential campaign kicks off. On Tuesday, candidates for the Brazilian presidency, Congress, and state governments will begin campaigning ahead of elections on October 2nd. There are 12 candidates in the presidential race, of which two are already well ahead. Luis Ignacio Lula da Silva, a former president, is polling at around 40 percent, more than 10 points in front of Jair Bolsonaro, who is seeking re-election. Mr. Bolsonaro's prospects have improved in recent weeks, thanks in part to prodigious handouts. In July, he upped the value of a monthly cash transfer program, which covers 10 percent of the population. His strategy seems to be working. 
Between January and August, his popularity grew by five percentage points among the poorest voters and by ten among female voters, groups that usually disapprove of him. But Lula is still the frontrunner, so as well as handouts, Mr. Bolsonaro, true to form, has started promoting conspiracy theories that the vote might be rigged. How a Simpler Voice Box Sets Mankind Apart The human voice box, or larynx, is a fantastically subtle organ. From this fleshy, cartilaginous structure has emerged all the sung music and spoken languages of the world. And yet, in other primates, near-identical biological arrangements produce only shrieks and grunts. Now Research in Science, a journal, has explained why humans alone possess the gift of speech. By scanning the larynges of 43 non-human primate species, scientists may have found what separates man from monkey. The answer is not a missing link, but an extra one. The larynx of every primate other than humans contains additional membranes called vocal lips. Experiments on anesthetized monkeys along with acoustic modeling confirm that these make for unstable, irregular vocalization. At some point in evolutionary history, humans shed these membranes, yielding a simpler and more controllable voice box. By enabling the capacity for speech, this may have been a key step in the ascent of man. In evolution as in speech, less is often more. Daily Quiz Our baristas will serve you a new question each day this week. On Friday, your challenge is to give us all five answers and, as important, tell us the connecting theme. Email your responses and include mention of your home city and country by 1700 hours BST on Friday to quizespresso at economist.com. We'll pick randomly from those with the right answers and crown one winner per continent on Saturday. Tuesday. Which Edgar Allan Poe story involves the murder of the unfortunate Fortunato? Monday. Which American sitcom concluded in 1983 with the most-watched TV finale ever? Finally, here's the quote of the day from Aretha Franklin. Falling out of love is like losing weight. It's a lot easier putting it on than taking it off. That's the World in Brief from The Economist, available three times every day of the week. You can also hear interviews and analysis from our journalists, including our current affairs podcast, The Intelligence, on your podcast app. And subscribers to The Economist have access to each week's full edition in audio. Just download The Economist app to start listening.